That's here. That's home. That's us. Il est différent, et plus il est différent de moi, plus il va m'apprendre des choses nouvelles. Well, something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. Goodbye, stranger. Hi everyone, I'm Thibaut and welcome to this new episode of Goodbye Stranger, the show where we get to know strangers. If you're listening for the first time, the idea is pretty simple. I'm having conversations with people I've never met before and I ask them questions about their life, their stories. At the end of those conversations, they're not strangers anymore. With no further ado, let's meet our next guest, Harvey. I'm Harvey, I'm 31 years old, and I'm from the Philippines originally, but then I grew up in Los Angeles and moved places, and now I'm in New York. When I moved from the Philippines to the U.S., that was not my choice, it was my parents' choice. Uh, in Asia, specifically the Philippines, coming to America is like a dream, because there's a lot of opportunities, um, and my parents moved here along with us to give us more of like the opportunities we can get in America for a better life. Um, but we only stayed in California where there's a lot more Filipinos and a lot more um, Asians, I guess, because geographically Asia is closer to the West Coast than the East Coast. My parents are very conservative, so they, uh, they follow the Bible a lot, the Christian Bible. And so because they follow that, they like want me to follow that too but there's more to it you know than just following the christian bible and also just following asian ethics there's like a lot more outside of that so so i, I stayed in california for like my whole life i even went to college in california but when i graduated uh i started interviewing for di different places so uh, one of which was in boston and that's where i first moved for my first job And moving to Boston was like a huge growth for me. I just came out of a huge breakup uh, with this girl and that my parents, specifically my mom, was not a fond of because my mom's always protective. And so like leaving Boston was more of like for me to kind of escape the chains that my parents have put on me. But also at the same time, it was really sad because I moved to Boston knowing zero people. I don't know, I didn't know anyone. And I had to start from scratch. And because starting from scratch, you get a little desperate trying to make friends. So I started making friends first with people online. I also started making friends with people at work. And that's where I started growing my uh, friend network. And I wasn't picky. I just wanted people to give me attention. And so I met people with different ages, different orientations, different race. And I started seeing what makes them happy, what makes them sad, so different from me usually. And I was learning a lot. That made me addicted to like looking at places. See, I didn't travel before I moved to Boston. But after Boston, I took a year off to travel. I started traveling when I was... Uh, so that was three years ago. I was 27. Um, when I was thinking that, oh, uh, I'm getting 
older and I'm still working here in the same company. I'm still in Boston, which I did grow a lot. But like, what else can I do so I can open my mind up more? Remember, I told you I was like doing this journey of open-mindedness. And so I said, I need to expose myself to other people who I don't understand, maybe people from different religion, people from different backgrounds, different cultures, people who don't speak English. And so um, that's where I was like, uh, let me go and travel. So I, uh, when I quit my job, first of all, also I wanted to change my job because I wanted to do something different also. So I used to work for a company called Athena Health, which is like um, a healthcare company. Um, I'm a software engineer, so I build healthcare solutions. Um, and I loved it. I actually really enjoyed my job. I was very comfortable. I was, I'm going to tell you that an average person probably will be very happy with what I was, you know, I was, I was getting paid enough. I was having the, my closest friends. I was not burned out at work. But that's a that's an issue. Like, um, it's too comfortable, so I needed to grow. I there's the whole the, the world is so big, and I'm just doing this one thing. So I wanted to see everything else. So the first thing is I wanted to switch my job. So I said, okay, I'm gonna quit my job first, and before I start a new job and look for one, I'm gonna go see the world. So I said, I'm gonna take three months off. <laughs> And so I was like, okay. Uh, so I found like four countries that I wanted to go to. Um, and that three months was so addicting. I needed to extend it to four months. Then four months became six months. Six months became nine months. Then nine months became a year. So one of the countries I went to was uh, uh, was Laos, and um, when I travel, I sometimes get scared, but I kind of take risks. You know, like I would take local buses, I would take a local boat, meet people, stay in people's houses, uh, stay in um, like certain villages, just book one trip without like seeing what what's required or not. So. Uh, I'm usually brave when it comes to these things. But one time I went to Laos uh, and I w- was going from uh, Vientiane to Vang Vien. So Vientiane is in the southern part of Laos and Vang Vien is like in the middle. And I took a, a bus going up. When I got there, I found a hostel where I can stay, where I was sharing with eight people. And um, when I arrived, it was already late. And so I was a little bored. I was thinking that all I'm going to do is going to sleep. So I wanted to walk around and uh, check out the local life. But Vang Vien is, there's not much to do there. And I saw one person (laughs) drinking a smoothie And he was happy drinking the smoothie. So I thought, like, what's in that smoothie, you know? And he told me that there are mushrooms in the smoothie that makes him, like, great. I was like, where do I get this mushroom? And he is like, okay, uh, if you go down this road, there's going to be a restaurant. And they would sell the smoothies. 
And so I walked down and I couldn't find, you know, like the restaurant. But then I found a restaurant that kind of looked fancy. And I asked them, I was like, hey, uh, can you serve uh, happy smoothies? And they're like, yeah, we do happy smoothies. I'm like, okay, great. This is where it is, but I'll eat here too. And for, for fun, I was like, can I get a happy pasta too? Happy pizzas in, in uh, Thailand, for example, or Vietnam are, are, are pizzas laced with weed. Weirdly enough, they would just like sprinkle, I believe, the weed into the pizza and cook it. And somehow it activates. And when you eat it, you get high. Uh, but a happy smoothie can be laced with either uh, weed or magic mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. So I guess I got a happy smoothie, which had the mushroom. And also, I got the, the pasta, and I asked her to make it hap- extra happy. When I consumed my food, the waitress came out, and she was scared for me. She was shocked. She was like, you ate it all? And I'm like, yeah, why? She's like, are you sure? And she was so confused. And when the check came in, so remember, in Southeast Asia, the prices are really like not bad right you're you're gonna be paying three dollars for a meal if you're gonna make it happy you're gonna get a, add an extra dollar to that so it's supposed to be four dollars for this meal that meal was 68 dollars from what i remember so i don't know how much was in there but all i know is that when i stood up it usually takes an hour or two hours for me to like activate when i stood up i already felt it so i had to run towards the hostel and Running there was felt like I was being chased by a ghost, right? By the time I got to my hostel, I passed out. And I stayed passed out for the next three days. And just to tell you also, I lost my, my debit card right before I came to Laos. I lost it in... Uh, Cambodia actually uh, and my best friend withdrew money for me so I can I can I, I, I can move around and I was carrying with me 4,000 US dollars in cash so anyway um, I don't know how I survived that but when, when I woke up on like the third day everyone was laughing at me like people in the they're like they're, he's finally awake and I don't know from that day on I did not take weed or mushrooms for like a year (laughs) the money was still there I like hid it in a secret pocket and a secret pocket inside my bag after I traveled for a year I needed to get back my money I don't have money anymore so I looked for a place that I could live again, but not Boston because I need to be so, somewhere different. And so I need to be, it needs to be a place where it's stimulating, where there's a lot of diversity and where I can meet new people of different backgrounds. Where, where would you think we could go? I moved to New York knowing again, Zero people except for one, which is my best friend who I made in Boston. So it felt very easy because I have one person that I really rely on. And she's pretty much a person I depend on in almost anything. 
So uh, moving to New York didn't feel stressful at all. I first moved to Brooklyn, actually, uh, and stayed there for two years. And now I'm here uh, in Manhattan. But the pandemic happened, so there's not much of a change. I kind of like the loudness because I'm a loud person and I kind of like the stimulation. Um, New York is an easy place to live, I think. Some people might think it's difficult, but for me, I think it's much easier than living in other places. Now I'm here in New York. Um, I'm I'm planning on staying another year, but I feel very comfortable right now because New York is great. Like I, I'm learning a lot still. So at least I'm still learning a lot, but I know that I would probably grow more if I moved to a different country where I don't know the language, where the culture is completely different, where I live in a much more uncomfortable situation, maybe financially. Uh, and it's scary, but uh, right now I just feel like I'm really enjoying New York. Where it's up to you, New York, New York. I have one goal in life. If I achieve this, I'm I can die and I'll be happy. It sounds it sounds morbid, but I think people should think of it that way. You know, like people are living in, on Earth right now, just doing their things, but they should know like why why they're here. And uh, so, my goal ever since I was 18 years old was to be the best dad ever. When I was younger, you know how? Um, so I had two sisters, and we would play. Uh, this thing called Baha'i Baha'i'an, which in our, my language, Baha'i means house. Like, so you play house. I'm not sure if there's something in a, the, no. the, the Americans play. I, I only know like the childhood Filipino things. Um, and they would pretend to be parents. You know, you pretend that you're taking care. And children play, usually play that. That's why they have dolls and they pretend that they're a parent. Um, so I think uh, internally or biologically, people... F- uh, waking up their maternal or their paternal instinct and for me something just woke up when i when i was 18 and i noticed parents parenting bringing their children and seeing that they're very happy they feel fulfilled and i just said i want to be that and i want to be that soon when i was 18 but then i had to like mature a bit saying like there must be a time and so ever since 18 i was just preparing myself until i become a dad which will hopefully happen in the next few years. And the energies I picked up from the parents I saw when I was 18 were just super bright, like very happy, very fulfilled. And I'm like, I need to get that energy. And I'm like, they got it because they're doing what they like to do. And that's what I want to do too. The reason why I want to be a dad so much is that that makes me feel like I'm eternal. If I die without kids, then that's it. My legacy just stopped. But all I know is that our goal here is to evolve and part of it is passing knowledge to the next generation. And sometimes knowledge comes in multiple ways. One, knowledge could be thought, but sometimes also it could be passed down biologically through DNA. So a lot of my decisions in life, like going through Boston, trying to uh, travel the world, you know, coming to New York to pick up more experiences, all are steps in order for me to achieve that. However, 
Uh, so I've dated around, you know, um, I've dated women, I've dated men. I've uh, stayed single for the longest time. And I've come to realize that uh, I kind of like to live by myself. I have a lot of things. I'm a very free spirit. And maybe I could find that person with the same frequency as I do. But it's kind of difficult to find that. And I don't feel alone. I feel happy with the friends I have. Because that's, you know, how people feel lonely. I think I have to open my mind up more knowing that you don't need a partner to feel complete. I feel complete by myself. Except I want children. How to become a parent uh without having a partner and right now i'm in my 30s my early 30s so um i think it's kind of it's coming there so i'm preparing myself for it but it comes with a bunch of a lot of thought and trying to like be a dad without a co-parent mm-hmm. 